0: Up ahead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here on this day after Christmas, and I hope you're all doing well and I hope you and your family had a very merry, we had a rather low-key one here we don't do much celebrating. We do exchange presents, but we tend to do everything on Christmas Eve now, and so Christmas Day we can relax. Oh, as long as the kids get their presents, they're they're happy. So, <laughs> I was thinking about adaptions today because I'm doing, as I've told you before on other shows, I've been doing a lot of movie watching, and I tend to be a cinematic GM anyway, and I've got a lot of these B-movies and things from... Mill Creek. Oh, about four or 500 of them. And a portion of them, about 65 of them, are spaghetti westerns. So I've been watching a lot of spaghetti westerns because I found out the western genre is rife with ideas for role-playing games, fantasy role-playing games. And spaghetti westerns, I like that because that tends to lean on the unusual and weird side. And I've gotten a couple of good... Good uh, ideas about it as as far as like plot, not so much plot, but yeah, well, plot, but certain cliches of the plot that I can use and things like that. But there are some pitfalls about adapting something from another media, whether it be a book, TV, movie, radio, what have you. So, there are things you've got to keep in mind when you do this. First of all, I wonder, I don't really wonder, but I'm thinking that things sometimes that apply to a certain character don't apply to a group of characters. What I mean is, if you see a plot for a movie or a book or whatever that has a lone protagonist doing stuff, that's good if you can adapt it to a group of player characters doing stuff. Some things are easy, like say the Magnificent Seven. That's easy to do, but if you're dealing with like a lone wolf type of situation, with the I don't know something happened to him and he gets revenge or something like that, and you got to find you got to find a way to work that into several characters. That's not a real hard thing to do, but you got to be aware of it, because I've seen a few things in the movies i've been watching where i've gone hmm yeah that'd be really neat plot point for a for a a game but he's going after one guy he's gonna have to go after a group of guys i'm not saying like i said i'm not saying it can't be done but it's just something you got to keep in mind that you're writing for a group of players not just one play you're not doing a one-on-one here so you got to keep that in mind another thing is i don't ever or I shouldn't, I say, ever. It's, once again, I don't plot. I don't do plots. I do encounter situations. I do a framework. The reason being is if you try and take something like a movie and adapt the plot, you got to be able to still leave room for the players to do what players do. Which means you got to make the plot into a framework. Now, the easiest way to do this is to not use the plot wholesale. Take elements of the plot and work them into your story. Perhaps you can, perhaps you see like two or three neat sequences in a movie or something like that, but don't use the plot of the movie, but you can use these sequences in something you come up with and just set it up as an encounter. Like this is going to happen. What are the players going to do? So I would do it that way. One way is, well, I'm going to give you an example because I am a Holmes. Fanatic, not a fanatic, but I mean, I'm a Holmes fan. I've read the Sherlock Holmes stories many a time. I don't really watch like Sherlock or Elementary or anything, but I like the the old I like the old um, adaptions. And I really love the Jeremy Brett stuff because they pretty much play it canon. They do the stories as written. They may have to change one or two once in a while to fit in... because they can't... it's only a one-hour show. And also, there are certain plot points where they had to change... they had to, like, eliminate something or change something for whatever reason. I can understand that. But for the most part, they play a canon. Now, I am also familiar with the old Sherlock Holmes films that Basil Rathbro and Nigel Bruce did for 20th Century Fox and Universal. Now... I for a long time, it's like I don't want to watch those. Those aren't canon. They're just made up stories. Most of them wartime time stories, which I don't mind really. But it's it wasn't true to canon. Well, I found out it's kind of true to canon. Now I'm gonna so, whole sidestep the whole Nigel Bruce playing Watts as an idiot type thing. I'm I just I let I give that a pass. I mean, you know, Nigel Bruce is a fine actor. He's going to play it the way he's going to play it. So what I mean is the writers on these movies, they never, aside from The Hound of the Baskervilles, they never really adapted the original stories for those films. What they did was come up with new stories based on or inspired by the original stories. And they were very ingenious in doing this. Because they would take a plot element, usually, usually the main plot element of the story, and use it as a plot element in the other, the, the adaption they're doing, in the, the story they're making up. So you've got these stories where it's a totally original, not so, kind of original story. But it's got some plot elements from the original canon that I recognize. I'm going, oh, they put took that out of there. They took that out of there. They did then like there's a couple of a couple of home stories where they use it as a framework for something else, but you can still recognize this, kind of recognize the story. But they were very, very clever in doing this. And that's why I'm enjoying them again. And that is a lesson you should take from those kind of things is take the elements you love from a story whatever you have even if it's the basic plot you can take a basic plot and ream it out and put your own stuff in it but i would take things you like out of out of stories and just use them as uh, in inside your own whatever you come up with now i know you i'm not talking modules here i'm talking about stuff you write like i'm going to be writing my own astonishing swordsman stuff pretty soon so i'm going to be looking far and wide that's why i'm watching the spaghetti westerns and i've seen two or three things that i could steal easily and put it in the put it in my astonishing swordsman game black powder be damned some things just work i mean okay fine uh you don't have black powder well you still got ranged weapons you have bows you have crossbows you have slings You have things like that. If I was using my own world or another system, Astonishing Swordsman, see, I like to play Astonishing Swordsman straight, the way it was intended, the whole Conan sword and sorcery thing. So I play it that way. But if I was using, say, Swords and Wizardry in my own world or somebody else's world, there would be a heavy steampunk influence. I would have steam and clockwork as a thing for that world, because I love steampunk. And so you would have guns, you would have air guns, you would have the the cannons would be steam cannons, things like that. You would have clockwork stuff that you could use with springs and everything like that. So that's okay. But Astonishing Swordsman, I want to play straight. So I looked at those and go, okay, how can I adapt that thing where he does it with the gun to something more ranged? Even throw even throw knives can be used that way. So... I think what you're getting what I'm saying, you get you picking up one and putting down here, as they used to say. God, I sound so old doing that. Anyway, so take what you like, leave the rest, and just adapt it to your story. If there's a certain monster that you saw in a film that looks really good or a book or something like that, write it up. Use it. A trap? Some kind of gadget? That's that's what they're there for. That's 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 the whole the whole nine yards. Anyway, anyway, I think you get what I'm talking about. So I'm going to start my day, and thank you guys for listening. If you want to talk about this or ask anything else, send me an email at gmail.com. or you can send me a voicemail at Anchor, and we are we are monetized now. So for as little as ninety nine cents a month, you. Can help support this program. And I thank you. And thank you to all my supporters now. So, I will say adieu to you. You have a good day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.